I'm Brett Baer. I'm Maria Bartiromo. I'm Brian Kilmeade, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, July 27, 2020. I'm Trey Inkst. Conflict, disease, and unrest continue around the world as the COVID-19 outbreak rages on. Following a killing of a Hezbollah militant last week by what was associated to Israel as an airstrike, Israeli troops went into the region and with gunfire and artillery have managed to make the Hezbollah militant go back to Lebanon. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. More than 16 million people around the world have been infected with COVID-19 since the pandemic began. While vaccine and treatment developments continue, some countries are completely overwhelmed by the spread of this disease. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer, about important stories over the past days, weeks, and months not related to the virus. Each Monday, we'll have the news you may have missed amid the coronavirus pandemic, starting first with COVID-19 updates. In India, more than 1.3 million cases of coronavirus have been recorded, though Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi said this weekend that his country defied international expectations. India has maintained a high recovery rate, though they do have around 32,000 people who have died of COVID-19. With that said, yesterday alone, India recorded nearly 50,000 cases of the virus. Now to Spain that has seen a sharp spike in new cases. One of the former European hotspots has seen nearly 310,000 cases of COVID-19. Spanish authorities say the new outbreak is under control, despite multiple days with more than 2,000 positive cases. Great Britain recently implemented a 14-day quarantine rule for those entering the country from Spain, creating a difficult scenario for travelers. In the United Kingdom, there hasn't been a major second wave. Hundreds of daily cases remain steady, though authorities are taking precautions to prevent further outbreaks. In total, the UK saw around 300,000 cases and more than 45,000 deaths. There are positive British vaccine developments, though, as well as treatments that are being worked on each day. Some light amid this dark story. These are all extremely important updates, but there are also other major stories developing around the world. Since that has subsided, uh, we'll have to wait uh, throughout the night and see if there's going to be any retaliation from either side. This is Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. But around three o'clock local time, um, a group of three to five um, men has tried to infiltrate into Israel in an area there's no... Um, a fence there, um, and it was spotted by the military intelligence surveillance unit over there. And then, because the IDF was on high alert over the weekend, um, following um, a killing of a Hezbollah militant last week by a, what was associated to Israel as an airstrike, um, Israeli troops have went into the region and, with gunfire and artillery. Um, have managed to um, make the Hezbollah militants go back to Lebanon. Um, Fortunately, there were no um, casualties on the Israeli side, and we're not sure about what happened in the Lebanese side. Hezbollah said in a statement that there are no casualties over there. And also, it's important to say that they have said this is not the retaliatory act they are planning against the strike um, last week. So we are on high alert, and you're in the field watching everything is going on. I think that's the key point here is that this isn't the response that Hezbollah has promised. This was just an event 
amid extremely high tensions that everyone in the region is on edge waiting to see exactly what's going to happen. To give you a, a sense of the scene here, there are drones overhead right now. The Israelis are trying to keep an eye on the Lebanese border to ensure that any attacks aren't launched. We also visited the site of Israel's missile defense system, the Iron Dome, today, and there were two positions ready to go, lights on, just in case this event escalated into a larger conflict between Israel and Lebanon. So this is something to keep an eye on. Obviously, both countries struggling with the COVID-19 outbreak. We're going to talk a little bit more about that tomorrow when we hear from the organization CARE about the situation on the ground in Lebanon, because while we talk often about the military operations and Hezbollah and other factions in the region, it's the civilians that are really suffering as a result of living through this time with disease, unrest, and conflict. I want to shift topics here, though. Another really important story that we've seen a lot of developments over the weekend regarding is the monsoons in Southeast Asia. Not only India, Bangladesh, among other countries that have seen extreme flooding as a result of monsoon season hitting this region extremely hard. What do we know about the latest state of affairs in this area, and have people lost their lives as a result? Um, yes, unfortunately, many people have been killed in flash floodings. As you mentioned, in Bangladesh, one-third of the country is underwater, and 80 people have been killed and missing. And in Nepal, since the beginning of the monsoon season last month, 200 people have been killed. Um, landslides and flash floods are a daily event. Um, the average NASA report uh, from last week shows that in some areas, in this region, the rainfall was higher than usual, sometimes by 35 inches, which is 20% more than the average. The heavy rains hit parts of China, causing overflowing of dams, and in Japan as well. Um, we see the monsoon season every year, but this year is especially strong pressure system, low pressure system that are especially strong and therefore especially uh, deadly, unfortunately. The UN Emergency Response Fund has been provided $5.2 million, but it's not enough. Um, and obviously, amid the COVID-19 pandemic, recovery and rescue efforts are also complicated. Certainly, and that's something we've talked about continuously, the fact that there are these un ongoing stories. I'll take it from here. It's something that we've talked about continuously, these ongoing stories that do require international aid, and the aid is just not getting to people amid this pandemic because the focus in many cases is other places. It's in hospitals and medical facilities that are overwhelmed in many of these countries that we're seeing these sorts of stories unfold in. Shifting gears to another story, and we'll talk about it briefly because I know we are short on time here, but Hungary. Something that's extremely important amid all of these stories that we're covering is the press. It allows people to know what's happening, to be informed, to analyze situations, hopefully from an objective perspective, and make their own opinions. And Hungary is now in a situation where they have very few independent options for people when it comes to the media. What was this latest development that you were following over the weekend? Yeah, um, 
the most popular news website in Hungary, the Index website. Um, it is an independent among the last ones that survived um, the Prime Minister Viktor Orban doings over the past 10, there, 10 years that he's been ruling the country. Um, 80, 80 journalists from this website have resigned uh, because um, last month the editor-in-chief um, has been sacked by um, an affiliate of Viktor Orban. Um, on June 22nd, the same editor-in-chief published an op-ed and warned that the staff are under immense pressure from government officials and they might be in physical danger. Um, after this um, resignation, mass resignation in the Index website, Hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people have taken to the streets in the capital of Budapest claiming what you have said at the beginning, the importance of freedom of the press and the um, separation between government um, agendas and the press. So, yeah, Hungary, just so you know, is on the 89th place out of 180 in the world press. Uh, Freedom Index by the NGO Reporters Without Borders, and the the NGO is um, monitoring closely what's going on in Hungary. You've been listening to Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. We'll be right back. Absolutely. And it's not just sub-Saharan Africa or Southeast Asia. It is in the middle of Europe when oftentimes we're talking about freedom of the press and governments or regimes that make it difficult for journalists to operate Europe often gets left out of the conversation, and the reality is it's just as important to have a free press in Hungary as it is in any country around the world. Bringing me to our next topic, which is Sudan, a country that has a very bad human rights record and press freedom record, and there are stories coming out of Sudan right now, the Darfur region, about mass killings. So often people forget about this conflict due in part to the fact that journalists aren't able to get safe access to this story. So what do we know about this story and the killings that took place on Friday and Saturday? True. Sudan is, I think, one of the tragedies of the world in recent years. Uh, over the weekend, more than 80 people have been killed in the force. Some of them are children and women. Um, today, the Sudanese government has said that it's sending more troops to the region. But since 2003, when the conflict has started between the government forces and rebels, hundreds of thousands of people have died. Um, there's a systematic um, approach by the rebels and sometimes by government forces of torching villages, um, looting stores, raping women and children sometimes. And the former leader of Sudan, President Omar al-Bashar, is about to go on trial in the International Criminal Court for um, war crimes and genocide charges related to the, this conflict. Um, I think that whenever we do find uh, brave journalists and humanitarian workers that are able to go to Sudan, um, we are witnessing some unprecedented videos of famine and hunger and poverty 
and fear and terror by the people who managed to go and, you know, save themselves as much as they could from this. More than 300,000 people have died since 2003. Some suggest even half a million, both from the conflict and from disease and famine. Before I let you go, our good news story of the day that people may have missed amid the COVID-19 pandemic. What is it? I hope it's a good one. It's a good one. It's about Daisy. Daisy is a St. Bernard dog, which usually is helping people when they get lost in the hills of, uh, of England. But over the weekend, she went on a hike with her owners, and she had experience. At some point, she said, that's it. I'm done. I can't move anymore. She experienced some pain, and so her owner um, called in um, help from the rescue group in the village. And Daisy, which weighs almost 51 kilos, <laughs> um, was lowered down from the mountain on a stretcher with the help of 16 people. It took five hours. She was wonderful, and she enjoyed some some treats. Um, but now the owners say that she is feeling a little bit guilty, <laughs> um, but she's doing okay. That's a great story. You're not freeling a senior Fox News field producer. You're not. Thank you again for your time. Thank you, Trey, and be safe up there. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.